101.1 FM, The Way. Current events. Personal values. Political and social issues. Technology. Wars and tensions. Join us for the next hour to discuss and learn how the things happening in our world today point to God's prophetic word as signs of the times. The Jews need to pump the brakes on the Temple Mount. There's mounting pressure for a global currency. The U.S. is leading in something globally we didn't see coming, in coming to a device near you, your very own AI Jesus. These are just some of the things you need to know as we explore the signs of the times, our weekly review of just some of the Bible prophecies we find in the world's news for Friday, June 23rd, 2023. They might not be global, but they'll work hard to find the best policies for your little world, and that's our sponsor, Bob Johnson Insurance, a full-service independent agency featuring Erie Insurance products. For a personalized quote, you can contact them by phone at 865-922-3111 or online at bobjohnsonins.com. Now you can listen to this or previous shows, share them with your friends, or ask Pastor Mark your most pressing prophecy question by hitting us up at thewaymedia.net, then click on Signs of the Times, or you can do the same on the Way Media app. And now, here to explore what the others ignore is Pastor Mark, yes. who recently saw his neighbor talking to her cat. The poor woman thought the cat understood. Pastor Mark then shared this with his dog, and they both laughed and laughed. Yeah, smilence. Well, I was, no, that's, I mean, you know, again, yeah, that's all right. That's all right. I I thought somehow that you thought that I thought the cat was going to get eaten by the dog. Oh, I did. I thought, well, that would take a lot of guts to do. And I, and I didn't. Okay. Yeah. No, no, she thought the cat understood her. And then you talked to your dog as if your dog understood you. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, it's a language thing. Yeah. Clearly, all right. Uh, that was a tongue. Smilence. That was a tongue, and now we're waiting for the interpretation. Yes. <laughs> all right. But you know, I'm glad. Greg, I'm glad we are still here yes. today because the, the world ended two days ago. Oh, fantastic! According to Greta Thornburg. So this is this is what the rapture feels like. She said the world would end on June 21st of 2023, um, and Al Gore said it was going to end before now. So Al Gore, both and Greta Thornburg have predicted the world would be done by now. And so what I'm thinking is we sponsor a debate mm. as to when did it really end? Who was right between Greta and Greta uh, and yes, Al? Right. Who, I want them to compare who who's really can prove that it ended when they said it did because I think it's worth debating. It's something to look at. Again, to me, I mentioned this only because, yeah, not to poke fun at them, but to say this, look, this old climate stuff, guys, it's ridiculous. It's being used politically. There's nothing to it. The Bible says God's going to hold all things together on the earth until he comes back to rule and reign. You don't have to worry about your water, the sky, whatever, the the climate. You're going to be fine. Be a good steward, but don't worry about things. And, um, you know, anybody that's foolish enough to pick these dates about when it's going to end, <laughs> they're going to show themselves to be foolish once again. Yeah, and they continue to do so. Yes, they do. Um, well, really, and you think about it, Pastor Mark, I mean, the whole world, when you, all the stuff that we hear about and 
they think is true biologically and it's not and uh, the list goes on yeah uh, of just things that are, are fueled by your emotions or being blown about by every wind of doctrine yeah and they're not based on fact or science they're all based on fiction and the, the whole world is going in that the direction. only truth we can depend on is the word of god and as the bible says let every man be shown to be a liar yeah and god be shown to be true and once again they were shown to be liars and god is shown to be true and that's yeah. going to continue to happen the earth is going to be fine it's going to hold in place uh god promised after he came off they came off the ark he said everything's seasons everything's going to be just fine he said until he comes back so it, you wouldn't have to worry about saving the planet that's god's job our job is to save souls and to tell people about jesus christ and this other stuff is just pure nonsense and so uh, whatever somebody wants to call that they can i call it believing the bible yeah amen all right let's go to israel and uh, see what's happening over there in the Holy Land. Yes. This is from Israel National News. Activists are arrested for attempting to sacrifice on the Temple Mount. D- don't these Jews know your time will come? Yeah. When the Bible says it will come. Yeah, yeah. You know, again, Greg, you're right. But remember, they, they're trying to make their time come. I know. They, they don't really, there's no timetable. In their mind, they're just supposed to happen. It's supposed to happen. And they're trying to make it happen. But remember, we if said, they would just listen to this show. And did, exactly. See, that's the problem. And didn't we say, though, it's going to heat up over there yes. on the pressure on trying to get on the Temple Mount. We've been talking about this. And now you're seeing more and more activists trying to do this. This is what it says. Uh, the activists of the Return to the Mount movement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> were arrested Monday after they tried to make a sacrifice on the Temple Mount. The activists arrived in the morning. Again, there's the morning and evening sacrifice. They wanted to offer the morning sacrifice with a lamb in their hands uh, to the Temple Mount in order to sacrifice it to God. The activists claimed this was an attempt at restoring the biblical daily offering mentioned in the book of Numbers. Again, I just taught on this at a camp yesterday. The Jerusalem police arrested the activists near one of the entrance gates of the Temple Mount. The activist was blocked uh, by the, sh- uh, the police and detained for questioning because he was acting sheepish. <laughs> Does it really say? No, not, I don't have the article no, in front of me. No, no, no. <laughs> I had to give them. Yeah. Since you jumped bombed. I, now, I, I had bombed with you. I had to give I'm them, waiting for listener feedback. Okay, they might to, have liked it. I, had to give, I have no idea. I had to give them something they could really laugh at. Either. All right. So the return to the mountain movement, which works for the application of Jewish sovereignty on the Temple Mount and the renewal of the temple service, commented. Bringing a sacrifice is the signal to start the struggle to renew the temple service. In this month, when we fast to mourn the abolition of the sacrifice, the time has come that after, two, by the way, because they're coming up on when the temple was destroyed and the sacrifice has ended. That's why they're trying to do this to, uh, to, to celebrate this time that the sacrifice ended. The time has come that after 2,000 years, we stop crying and start changing the situation. The sad thing is the simplest and easy thing that can be done right now is to start building an altar in its place and offering a sacrifice on it. Greg, I'm coming back to that. Okay. This is something that is allowed according to the Jewish law. Notice that it's allowed without a temple. Note that they can sacrifice on an altar on the temple mount without a temple. It's biblical. They can do it even though we're considered ritually impure. With God's help, starting this month throughout the year, more and more Jews will come to bring sacrifices to God. Now, why do I point that out? Because, again... The Bible tells us and gives us numbers, a certain number of days, 220 days, which is close to six months, if you will. Um, it says that when they get the approval to rebuild the third temple, which the Antichrist is going to give them, and we'll have another article of that in just a moment. When that happens, it says that for they will be they will begin to offer sacrifices right away for 220 days, uh, just on the altar. Now, again, what's interesting about that is is that 
it would appear they're going to have six months of sacrifices before the temple's even built because they're saying they can build the temple in six months. So the fact he's saying, let's go ahead and just build an altar and start sacrificing, that is what's going to happen, it would appear from yeah. Daniel. They're literally going to get the approval from the Antichrist. Then they're going to go up there, build an altar, start the sacrifices. While, while they're building the temple in the background, they'll have the daily and the evening sacrifice and all the other sacrifices for the feast while that's going on. So what he mentions here is exactly what it appears the Bible says will happen in Daniel. Now, whether he knows that or not, I doubt it, but pretty cool. You know, it's interesting uh, when we talk about all of these things that the Bible says will happen, but won't happen until the Antichrist allows them to happen right it's almost like a horse race where you lord uh you lord uh you load the horses right into the starting gate right and they're locked in right you know one after the other have you ever watched a horse race oh yes yes. and 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 once the last ones once the last horse has been pushed in and locked then all of a sudden you hear the bell right and the gates open and the horses take off there they go so for us, it's almost like these prophecies are are getting loaded, and the Antichrist is going to be the one that opens the door. But instead of the the bell ringing, right, it's the trumpet sounding. There you go, and the rapture happens, yep. and that opens the gates, yep. and then all the prophecy horses start running. So it's really the Lord that lets it happen. The Lord that lets, yes. The agency will be the Antichrist. Yes. But it's the Lord that's holding it up. Remember, the restrainer. The restrainer. And when the restrainer's moved out of the way, Greg, are you comparing prophecy to a racehorse, horse gambling and things like that? Uh, no. Okay, I'm just making but sure. There are no, horses, a, but there are horses in prophecy. No, that's a great analogy. That yes. was a re- very good analogy. Yes. I, I'm just having fun with it. I but know you're you exactly are. right. You, yes. you, I mean, I hadn't thought about that. You're, it's like, it's locked and loaded. It's Everything's getting loaded. Chamber after One chamber, after, horse yep. after horse. getting loaded, then boom, that thing's going to go off, and here we go. We're just waiting for the last Need to get loaded, yep. and then we're out of here. And the Antichrist coming around the corner. And the Antichrist comes around the corner. The prophet takes lead. Oh, the Antichrist comes back around the corner. The Antichrist comes around the corner. Here comes the temple sacrifices around the final okay. turn. <laughs> anyway, that was fun. Yeah. Okay. For us. For us. You remember this? We're just Not you for anyone else. It's just, who's listening? No one's listening. But I think we, we're having a good time. Two listeners. Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, let's go to Reuters and see that the IMF. I does that stand for the Instead of Messiah Fund? Yes, it is. What is that? International Monetary okay. Fund. Okay. Is yes. working on a global central bank digital currency platform. Yep. I mean, this is just part of. All of that stuff we've been talking about, yeah. that they're getting all those puzzle pieces yeah, in place. We, well, we've been telling everybody that it's coming. We've read the articles about it coming. Now, this is like the template. What they're saying is, hey, there's something new coming. Well, now we're building the template, the platform. Uh, this, again, the International Monetary Fund, IMF, is working on a platform for central bank digital currencies to enable transactions between countries. IMF Managing Director Kristalina Georgieva said on Monday, um, CB, CBDCs, should not be fragmented national propositions. To have more efficient and fairer transactions, we need systems that connect countries. It goes worldwide now, okay? Worldwide currency. We need to interoperably um, do this. Uh, she told a conference attended by African central banks in Rabat, Morocco. And I quote, for this reason, the IMF will be working on the concept of a global CBDC platform. So again, it's that whole thing of, okay, we heard that it's coming. Well, now we're giving you a template. Now just plug all the countries into the template, into this platform, and boom, like you said, Greg, like loading the horses in the chutes, they take <clears> off, <throat> and this is another one that we're yeah. watching. The Bible says there will be the one world currency, and will it be the CBDCs? Um, you know, will it, who knows? Either way, it's all getting in place for it to happen. The mindset's there. 
platforms being built uh, and at the right time are being built at the right time boom's going to take off yeah i think everything really started to accelerate thanks to covid uh thanks to yes. and that what that did is that destabilized for lack of a better understanding or interpretation destabilized the global economy yeah because it it stopped so much commerce from transacting so much manufacturing so much industry yeah from from moving forward and so now it's kind of like the 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 world's economy is kind of teetering it's kind of like it's walking again but it's wobbly yeah and so it's not going to take much to i think the second time since it's been weakened, uh, to knock the legs out from underneath. Yeah. And that's going to be one of the excuses, I believe, that's going to bring about uh, this global uh, currency. Yeah. Uh, because we need to come together financially as one Absolutely. in order to survive. Yeah. Uh, you know, my mind just keeps going back to years ago when we first started this show, and we would talk about these prophecies. And we never doubted for a minute that any of these things would come to pass. Right. We were just wondering how. Yeah. How 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 is all of this going to happen? And when? And when? Yeah. It's just amazing to watch it. It's like you're watching everything you've been talking about for so long happening, and it's just like it's amazing. And you're like, wow. So this is how it's going to go yeah. down. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No. It really is amazing. And uh, and and uh, I I just again, you know, th- it, this is gonna it's gonna take place. It's gonna happen. We're watching it take place. And um, uh, it, there was some comment I had right there. Ah, it just it lost. It'll come back to me, I'm sure. But either way, you know, it's it's one thing to be talking about these things. Nothing to watch them happen and see them unfolding and realizing it's happening in our lifetime. It's exciting. Very very exciting. Yeah. Because it just means we're that much closer to all of the promises that God has given us in His Word for those that are His kids and what waits for us for all of eternity yeah and the worst that get and, and hopefully other believers are seeing this as well the worse this world gets the the more easier it is i think for our flesh at least on that side to you know in, in our spirit to let go of these things yeah and really look forward not that we don't still get to enjoy whatever he's given us to enjoy right because the bible tells us to enjoy all of those things he's given us but we're looking heavenward more and more, I think. Yes. And, and Greg, you know, I was, it just hit me again what I was thinking. When you brought that up, what hit me was there are, I believe we're going to look back at COVID as an, as an eternal mile, mile mm, marker. I do. Yes. There are certain eternal mile markers for prophecy. And you don't think about it as much till you look back, but like the major mile marker, of War, course, is World the, War II. Yeah. Exactly. So like that. But certainly the, 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 the major, of course, is Christ on the cross. Right. But you, then you have all these lesser markers. But I'm telling you, COVID, when it happened, it started an end times process. It was the catalyst for a big push into the whole end times process that I think we get to heaven. That's going to be one of the markers, I think, that God put in place for this whole process that kind of pushed it to another level. And there's going to be another one. It'll be probably the currency thing. And then there's going to be another one. And all these different things, they're, they're like these yeah. eternal prophetic markers that are leading to the culmination of this whole thing. Yeah. Exciting to it watch. Is. Very exciting. All right, let's take a look at some growing anti-Semitism. This is an interesting story. It is. Uh, just, just on the title alone, but I'm sure that you'll explain. This yes. is from Israel365news.com. Uh, the U.S. leads 27 nations in castigating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like going, well, I haven't heard that word in a long, long time. No. That just means reprimand. Uh, the U.S. is leading, though, yeah. 27 
nations in reprimanding yeah. an anti-Israel UN commission. This, listen, if this was under any administration in our country, yeah. oh, you know, like the Bush or or you know even Trump, yeah, uh, this would not surprise me at all. But I'm surprised considering who's in the leadership of this administration and how much they hate the Jews, that they would be doing this. So what's the catch? Well, we know their heart's not there, but Greg, this shows you that politics are still strong and active. Uh However, those politics are going to dissolve, and I'll get to that in a moment. Watch this. United States issued a joint statement Tuesday on behalf of 27 countries saying they're deeply concerned about a United Nations commission accused of bias against Israel and populated with members of histories of anti-Semitism. The UN Commission on Inquiry Investigating the Israeli-Palestinian Conflict is delivering its latest report to the UN Human Rights Council today in Geneva. The Human Rights Council created the three-person commission in 2021 following an 11-day conflict, Operation Guardian of the Walls, between Israel and the terrorist groups in Gaza. The commission was given a unique open-ended mandate. It is charged with investigating any Israeli human rights violations both inside and outside the country's sovereignty. It's kind of like the unholy trinity here going after the Jews saying anything they do, turn them in, right? (laughs) Michelle Taylor, U.S. ambassador, however, to the U.N. in Geneva, said the joint statement that the commission mandate was with no sunset clause, and it had no sunset clause, end date, or clear limitations. In other words, they're kind of saying this is open-ended persecution of the Jews, and that's why our Mm. leadership stepped and said, wait a minute, we have to do that. It's political. We're an ally. We have to. So this is more forced politics. Um, they said it, connect, it was connected to the escalation in May of 2021, which led to the council members expressing fundamental concerns. Yeah, no kidding. When the resolution creating the commission came up for adoption. So here's what happened. They're saying, look, we're going to keep an open-ended criticism of Israel and attack them. Normally, everybody would go along and say, yeah, 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 they need open-ended criticism. But because we are an ally on paper, right, um, you know, then they're going to say, no, we, we have to, we, we're going to give a resolution against this. We don't think this is right, but their heart's not in it now. What's interesting about this, Greg, again, Zechariah 12, at some point, all nations will turn against them. So what you see now is the current American leadership has turned against Israel. Not all of America, but the current leadership. And whether or not it'll stay that way, depending who wins the next election, et cetera, we don't know. But there's going to come a point where even politically, nope, you're on your own. So we're going to see everybody's going to turn and say, we're not your ally anymore. Matter of fact, we want to see you destroyed. That's what's in the heart. But, you know, first goes the heart. The mm. outward can still pretend. And then at some point, the heart works its way out, and then the outward gets revealed, and that's what's going to happen eventually in Zechariah 12. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yeah. And, and, and then actions follow. Yeah. The words. Yeah. Yeah. And this right here is just, this is fakery. This is pretend you're their friend. Pretend, you know, you go along and whatever the case might be when really on the inside, you know, it's, it's like the, you know, the fake person that pretends to like you and you know they really don't because right. they have to for whatever. Right. That's where we are. That's where our current administration is. They pretend to like Israel, but inside they don't like them at all. Matter of fact, I would, I would use the word hate. They hate Israel. Yeah. And that's clear by their other policies and by the things they do behind the scenes. Knowing, Pastor Mark, how God knits all things together and how all things work together, right? Uh, whether we look at the human anatomy or whether we look at the things that God tells us to do as Christians, uh, or whether we look at Bible prophecy in the prophetic mile markers or milestones or the end times events, that they're all interconnected. So would you say that the more we see heat turning up as far as the fulfillment of Zechariah 12 that go that hand in hand with that will go 
the fulfillment of Ezekiel 38 and 39. Yeah, I mean, they're all linked together. We don't know the exact timetable, but yeah, I mean, this whole, that's what's so, you know, again, God tells us a lot of things, Greg, but we don't know how this whole cog works together in the whole, and we'll get to a question that's going to address something similar to that later, but we don't know exact times, and and God did that on purpose. It's interesting, I've just, even in just issues, uh, you know, over the years, praying to the Lord, you know, know, God, when's this going to happen, whatever, God says, and oftentimes what God will do with me is he'll tell me what he's going to do oftentimes. He'll he'll really press something in, I'm going to do this right but he doesn't tell you when and when you go back to him say lord when and and sometimes on rare cases he will but most of the time the scripture that always comes to my heart and i just i know it's the holy spirit i don't want to hear it but i hear it and he goes it's not for you to know the times your seasons yes. it's almost like a parent you know you're in right. the back seat you're going when do we get there when do we get there i want to get to the beach when do we get there it's like it's not for you to know the times it just wait a little bit longer you know calm down whatever this kind of thing <laughs> and so god doesn't give us all the info but what he gives us is wonderful and we get excited about it and then god as we grow we learn to have peace and trust in what he does we do the same same thing with our kids, but boy, wouldn't you like to know all the details? I wish I knew every date, every detail, in, in one way. I mean, I mean, you know. Yeah, I think about that sometimes, but sometimes I'm glad I don't know. Yeah? Because that might, that might. Affect the way you live? Well, yeah, but maybe not necessarily in a good way. Oh, uh, I see. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you know, the Bible's clear, be about your father's business. Right. You know, tarry until I come. Right. Uh, as if I could come at any moment. The Bible right. always, you know, it intimates that to us that, you know, we're always to be expectantly looking. Yeah. But not knowing because I suppose if we knew the time, how many people would kind of like just kind of backslide around a little bit and it's like, well, 30 days to go. I guess I better start getting, you know, I, I wasn't thinking, but that's a good point. I was thinking of it this way. I'm, I, now that you bring it up, I'm glad because I would just really start eating donuts like crazy. I mean, I was, <laughs> See, uh, what, what does it matter? Look like, hey, look, we have, we have six months. Who cares yes, if I'm gigantic? Exactly. Let's go to Dunkin' every day. Let's go to Krispy Kreme every day. Hot donuts uh, now. Think about it. That's what it. What do you have to lose? It's like the, it's like the old joke. Look, if you knew, if you know something's about to happen or everybody's going to get killed, you know, yes. you should have had dessert. Yes. I mean, that's just part of it. You know, you, uh, you, that's, it's kind of a silly joke, but the point but is, true. you're right. If you knew it was going to happen, It'd be like, man, you'd be wasting God's money. You'd be like probably yeah. living a way you shouldn't live and all that. Yeah. It'd be like, the flesh would enjoy that, but the spirit would suffer probably greatly. So yeah. God knows what he's doing. The times and yeah. the seasons belong in his hands. Well, and you know, and you think about death and death entering the world because of sin. I'm actually grateful for it in yeah. this respect. Yeah. Could you imagine if Hitler and Pol Pot and the rest of those uh, guys uh, were able to live forever? With that evil in their heart? Yeah, no kidding. I mean, it just something, another way to look at Yeah. Yeah. Now God knows what he's he doing. He knows what he's doing. And, you, and we get impatient. We want to know, but really, you know, that's a good point, Greg. I guess it's best we don't know because I used to joke and say, but you I know. I still I, like eating donuts. Yeah. No, I do too. But I mean, I was thinking about, I'd like to know some of the major prophetic events, but I wouldn't want to know, maybe yeah. like, you know, you're going to break your leg tomorrow at three. I mean, I just, <laughs> the, can you imagine the night before that? Exactly. Uh, I mean, he'd be like, ah, what are you, he's just, you're waiting on it, and here it comes, ah! Hey, and you're, and someone's like, hey, come over here, I want to show you something. No, that's good, I'm, I'm all right, right, yeah. right, I'm at, because yeah, I'm afraid I'm going to slip on something. I always said, I'm going to stay home that day, yes. close the window, stand <laughs> and then a meteor would come through and shut my leg, because if God said it was going to happen, it would happen. It's going to happen. And if I'd just gone out, the meteor yes. wouldn't have hit me. Well, then it's, and there you go. There you go. All right. <laughs> that's Pastor Mark, who's, Helping us make sense of the signs of the times, yeah. our weekly take on Bible prophecy in the world's news, and make help us make sense of other things. Yeah, uh, here on WIAM LP Knoxville, we're a weekly broadcast that we've tagged as podcast number 267 because we are available as a podcast, and we are available through all of your popular podcast outlets. And now, you've got mail. 
Here we it go. is time for listener questions. Yes, we are We've here got, to answer your questions. We have got lots of them this week, Pastor Mark. Thank Our you, Bob. first one comes from April. <laughs> Who is in Powell? Who's Bob? Bob, Bob and Larry. Member of VeggieTales, that was at the segment. We're here to answer your questions. Oh, no, say, I did ahead, totally Bob. miss that. This one is from so-and-so okay. in Saskatchewan, whatever. Yeah, it's a Bob and Larry oh, thing. Okay. Only my VeggieTales fans yes. were laughing secretly yes. out there, and the rest of us are going, who's Bob? <laughs> who's Bob? Okay, my daughter, yes. she gave me a thumbs up. She gave you a thumbs she, up. She, okay. She's a VeggieTales fan. So. Okay. All right, so here we are. Okay, Pastor Mark. <laughs> Our next question comes from April in Powell, Tennessee. <laughs> And she wants to know about God's armies being destroyed. She yes. says, when God destroys the armies, Gog, uh, the armies Gog is explained in Ezekiel 39, does this take place after the rapture, or will we, the church, still be here? And here we go. This is one of those where we don't know the time or the season. Well, we do know the season. But, you know, it's a great question, April, and really, honestly, it's all guesswork. I don't care who the um, pastor is. I don't care who the commentator is, who the um, um, prophetic prognosticator is, if that's even the right word there. But, I, you know, nobody really knows. Here's all we know. We do know that there's going to be the battle of, of, of Gog and Magog. We know that God's going to pour out his spirit on the nation of Israel when that battle's done at, at some point, right around when that battle's done. And we know that that starts the seven-year clock of the Antichrist and the final end times. Could there be um, a couple of years that are not accounted for before the battle? Could there be some few months or sometime after the battle till God pours out his spirit? He, we just don't have enough information to know. But here's what I will say. We do know the season. We won't know the time. But when that battle takes place, we're either going to go right then, that's the rapture, or we're going to go right before or right after. So there's your answer. Thank you. That was just about as clear as mud. So it could be any of those. My point is, we don't know for sure. But but here's the thing. When it happens... yeah. It's going to be right around there, Greg. It's either going to be right before, it's going to be right at, or it's going to be sometime near right after. And I know that's not the best answer. That's all we know from Scripture. But I'm saying when that battle starts, when this thing kicks into gear, get ready, because the rapture is somewhere right around that, and it's going to be happening quick. Now, let's talk about that for a minute and try to put uh, you know, God and his prophecies that are outside of time in a time frame or in a timeline. All right. Because we've got... The rapture. Yep. We've got Ezekiel 38 and 39. Right. We've got seven months of cleanup. And we've got the guy showing up that's going to have all the answers right. for the world. They're going to look to him. He's going to become the world leader. Right. Uh, he's going to do all these other things. The Bible also tells us that, and I don't know, Pastor Mark can help me out here. I don't know if the Bible explicitly says this or it is inferred or implied as we look at all of Scripture that the church, us, the, our body of believers, will not know who the Antichrist is. Yeah. Which which would indicate to us that we are removed yes. before he gets elevated to the position yes. of world leader. That's what I believe the Scripture teaches. We will never actually know who he is. So, which is why the rapture would we would think would have to happen either before, during, or immediately after, yeah. because the catastrophe of Ezekiel 38 and 39 yeah. is going to be so that someone's going to have to show up on the scene yeah. and calm everyone down yeah. and come with all the answers. I think he's going to step in and take over right after that battle, and I do believe that's going to begin the seven years. I think that will lead into this treaty Daniel talks about in 9, where he's going to sign the treaty. And also, Greg, remember, God says to pour his spirit on the nation of Israel— and at the at the end of that battle, somewhere right around the end of that battle, 
And the Bible says when God does that, that starts that seven-year time clock. God said, I'm going to deal with the nation of Israel seven years. The Antichrist will also rule seven years. So they're going to happen at the same, right around the same moment and kick that whole thing in. That's what we don't know. Will it be like right before, right at, right after? But it's going to be, the bottom line is be watching right there because it's going to be for sure somewhere right around that moment. We need to be ready. Okay. Well, that segues very nicely into our next question from Neil here in Knoxville. Uh, wants to know, where in the Bible does it reveal that a treaty will be brokered with Israel by the Antichrist and that this will trigger the seven-year tribulation? Yeah, it's actually in Daniel chapter 9. Great question. Uh, how do we know that? Now, again, when it comes to prophecy, uh, oftentimes, you know, with prophecy, there's some mystery involved. So it takes some homework. It takes understanding prophecy to know what God is saying. The good thing is, once you do your homework and figure it out, it's very solid ground you stand on. It's not kind of like, oh, there's this kind of wobbly mystery. No, once you look up what it means, such as the 70 weeks, once you do your homework and understand the Bible speaks of weeks of years, a heptad, and that's how they talked in that day. Once you understand that, it's a very solid 490 years broken up in 69 weeks and then seven because weeks. Because it's consistent language. Yes. So, so, and that's how come this one is here, you know, Neil. And, and, and what it says here in Daniel chapter nine, I want to read that for you where it talks about where the treaty will be, will be brokered. It talks about again in verse 24 of chapter nine, he says 70 weeks are determined for your people. That is 70 weeks of years. Again, I'm not going to go into how we know that right now. It takes too long other than that's. But you're going to share the purpose. You're you're sharing right now in verse 24 and on the purpose yes. for this great tribulation. Yes, and also and and where it's yeah the purpose for this, but also answering this question is yes. and that where does it say we'll be in 27? Yeah, where, no, yeah, yeah. Where does it say this is going to happen? So yeah, this is why God says I'm giving 70 weeks. I'm going to work with the nation of Israel for 490 years for your people in the holy city to finish all transgression, make an end of all sins. That means He's coming back in the second coming to make reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in ever. Everlasting righteousness, he establishes his kingdom, and to seal up vision and prophecy. So all, God answers all, you know, he's going to seal all vision and prophecy up uh, and anoint the most holy, which is Jesus Christ. Now, so he gives that there, but but now he's going to explain to us, it's going to be broken up. It's going to be broken up in, in 483 years and then seven years. He says, know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the command, here's the start point, to rebuild Jerusalem until Messiah, there will be seven weeks and 62, or a total of 69 weeks or 483 years. Um, then the street will be rebuilt again and the wall even in troublesome times. We know now that was the date. Uh, that was when Nehemiah, um, uh, March 14th, 445 BC, Nehemiah get, was received the, received command, the command from Artaxerxes to go back and rebuild, uh, the walls of Jerusalem. So he said when that command's given, not when the walls are rebuilt. Right. When the command's given, start the time clock. So the moment Artaxerxes says, okay, Nehemiah, go for it. <laughs> it began, right? So 483 years from that point. Now we had 483 years from there. But it's going to stop at some point. So why didn't the 490 years finish? He's going to tell us why. Verse 26, and after the 62 weeks, that is really the the 69 weeks or 483 years because there's 7 and 62. Again, this is where prophecy can be a little bit shady. You have to do homework. But after 483 years, in other words, I'm going to put it in just regular language to do it for you. The Messiah will be karat. It's the Hebrew word for public execution. Think Cut about, off. Think about that. Daniel tells them the Messiah will be publicly executed, and the Jews still don't believe. <laughs> it just blows my mind. Yeah. But the Messiah will be publicly executed, karat, cut off, but not for himself. Why? It'll be for us. He died for our sins. And the people of the prince who is to come, that is the revived Roman Empire, the prince who is to come, because it's not talking about Messiah. No, it's Antichrist. It's the Antichrist. Yeah. 
shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. So you're going to see the revived Roman Empire. The Antichrist is going to destroy Jerusalem. The sanctuary is going to remember, they're going to rebuild the third temple. He's going to come and destroy everything, trying to and wipe the Jews out. He'll stop all sacrifice and all that. That's going to happen. It will end with the flood until the, and, and the, all the desolations and wars are determined. Now that kind of puts a period right there. So kind of sums it up. He's going to come in and when it's all done, boom, he's going to destroy everything and blah, blah, blah. Now, now in 27, he jumps back into going now before that. Okay. He jumps back and says, now, then, okay, prior to all that happening, the Antichrist will confirm a covenant with many for one week. Remember, that, that we means had, treaty. Yes. We remember we had 69 weeks used up. We had one week left, so 69 weeks of years is 483 years out of that 490. Now we have seven years left. That'll be the, that's the time where the Antichrist takes over and leads right into the Great Tribulation. And you okay. said the clock stopped at Jesus's When he cross. was caught, yes, yes, yes. When he was put to death, Perfect. that was, matter of fact, yeah. if you do your homework, you'll find that 483 years to the day, to the day. after March 14th, 445 B.C., Jesus was put to death on the cross. To the day. Yeah. And that's what blows the mind of those who try to say, well, this isn't the word of God. No man can do this. God doesn't play horseshoes. No. So it ended, boom, right then. And then now the clock stopped. And we know that because now we have what's called, Paul called, the mystery of the church, the church age. So it wasn't told. It was a mystery. Yeah. Here it is. He says, now, there'll be one seven-year period left. But in the middle of that week or the middle of that seven-year period, the Antichrist will bring an end to sacrifice and offering. He's going to stop them from sacrificing and offering. And he's going to, there'll be an abomination of desolation. He's going to put an image of himself up, it tells us in Revelation, even until everything is consummated and uh, which is determined is poured out on the desolate. So until the very end, all these things will come to pass. So getting back to the question, it was important to cover all that, uh, Neil. But getting back to your question, where does the Bible say the Antichrist will broker this? It says it right here in verse 27 he will confirm a covenant with many that is the jews and their surrounding peoples um for one week he's going to make a seven year covenant now whether they will know it's seven years or not i don't know will it say on the contract this is for seven years probably not but it's but we know god knows and god's telling us it'll be for seven years because that's going to be all they have left seven years that 70th week and the middle of that 70th week the three and a half year point that's where the Antichrist again tells us in Revelation and here in Daniel stands up in the Temple Mount and says, I'm God. Worship me. Worship my image. If you don't, you will be put to death. And of course, now with AI technology and everybody digitized, he will know where everyone is. He'll be able to put everyone to death and he will have ultimate control over the world. Uh, does Jan- Daniel 12, 1 in Revelation seven fourteen do they do do those verses give us any further insight or, uh, you know, additional information pastor mark or do they just kind of corroborate and reinforce what you just shared well right give me the two the one here in, in, in chapter 12 doesn't really give us any dis- additional information yeah all it says is that, yeah. that michael's going to stand up and fight for them uh and there's going to be a time that's never there'd be trouble like they've never ever had and, and what about other, a revelation seven fourteen? revelation seven fourteen. see greg he's trying to he's, well, he's, he's trying to impress you with his it's stumped, his no, biblical I, prowess it, well, no no it's a stump the band remember yeah. you ever seen the stump mark, the band thing it's like, it's like we're well, going to play this tune do no, you know the song yeah. and here's it's like greg said look <laughs> didn't you memorize the entire bible and you call yourself no, a pastor. That is not. You call no. yourself. Oh, my God. You don't have that memory. Nope. You Ladies and gentlemen, I can't. I can no longer endorse this ministry or this man. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Let me go. Okay, so 17.1. Uh, 17. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Revelation it? 7, uh, verse 14. 7, 14. Aha. Okay, hang on. Hang on. Let me get it. Let me get it. Let me get it. Let's read it. I know you're talking about the, that's the 12, uh, uh, the, all the 144,000, right? And so, 14, I said, sir, you know, he said, these are the ones who come out of the great tribulation, washed their robes, and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. 
again, there's not really any. It's it's really just corroborating the great tribulation. It right is, there. yeah, it is. I mean, and, and again, it's not really anything that really answers yeah. more to okay. that question. But yeah, but all right. Anyway, but it, but it did make you look really smart. No, and, uh, it did, no, it did and, not. Uh, no, kind it of exposed did. the fact that I haven't memorized no, the entire Bible from no, beginning to end. No, no, no. I do not need anything else in my performance <laughs> review. All right, our next question comes from Carla who says she's from Montana, but is now living in Seymour. So, oh, well, welcome. Uh, yes, welcome. Welcome, Carla. Welcome, Carla. Uh, she has a question. She said, I recently heard Pastor Brandon Holthouse talk about the end times, and uh, I guess on a program, Understand the Times. I don't know if you're familiar with them. I'm, I'm not. A, understand the Times. I'm familiar okay. with it. It used to be a different man that led it, but okay. either way, I'm understand uh, the ministry I know. Okay. Well, she says, my question is, how do you feel about his church's program to have a system of stocking up essentials for bartering yeah. and to help the needy in the event of the digital currency and the government's quote-unquote scorecards that will be implemented sooner rather than later. Yeah, and let me break this up really in two different segments. Number one, because there is something to this I want to address, and so I I, I, I see some um, um, legitimacy on something I want, that he's saying here. But let me say this. First of all, I want to say God has promised he will take care of his people. So we don't need to panic. We don't need to fear. God said, um, you know, David said this, I've never seen the righteous begging bread. And we know that God does miracles. Although at the Bible, he was able to feed the children of Israel for 40 years with manna from heaven in the middle of nowhere. So can God make sure that we have supplies to survive? Absolutely. He is our God. He will take care of us. However, he also says, be smart and use your brains and if you see a storm coming, the, the, we do get a warning in Proverbs now. The second side of this is that in Proverbs it says, you know what? It, the one who sees a storm coming and doesn't prepare is foolish. So we see a storm coming. We know there could be rations of food, rations of different things. I think it behooves us, number one, not to panic and think we have to all build bunkers and store up for seven years of great tribulation. Mm-hmm. I think that's overboard. I kind of think of where the Lord was talking to um, you know, the disciples and, and said to them, you know, do you have a, do you have a, a weapon? When he was about to leave, he said, do you have a, 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 a knife, a sword? And the word he used was a, a sword for, for weapon, to be a weapon is the word that's used for there. battle. Yeah. Do you have, do you have like a weapon, you know? And, 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 and one of them goes, yeah, I've got two, you know? And I, and the Lord said, that's enough. That's enough. And it was almost like, I can imagine the Lord smiling going, you know, you don't have to build up an arsenal, but it's good. You can protect your family. So good. That's fine. Um, but it's the same kind of idea here. I think we need to have, I think it's a great idea to have some food, some non-perishable food stored up. Maybe have a month's worth of food in your basement stored up in cans or whatever in containers so that if something goes weird for a little while, you've got some resource to grab and put food on the table that night while you pray and say, God, what is it you're that, that you're doing? So I don't know what, what um, uh, Brandon Holthouse and Understand the Times, I don't know what they're suggesting as well, far as the type of amount and all that. Yeah, but I, I think more germane there is that his church is actually actively involved in setting up a system yeah. that will help people survive. Okay, I, yeah, and again, I see no problem with having some resources set aside. As a matter of fact, um, I think that's a good thing for the church to have some supplies set aside that if there's an emergency in any situation, tornado, hurricane, or... I mean, that's just benevolence. Yeah, or, or, or the Antichrist taking over the world. Yeah. Anything like that. <laughs> Um, I think we need to have some type of backup system. So would I say that's a good idea to yes. help? I do think it's a good idea. What I would give it balance, and, and maybe I'm sure he's using balance. I haven't looked into this ministry. The point is, we don't need to go overboard by panic, but we do need to use wisdom and say, you know what? There's nothing wrong in being prepared. Yeah. 
And and also too, I think to bring balance into this, Pastor Mark, you know, is a church. Yeah. You know, our focus needs to be on as reaching as many people as we can That's for right. Jesus Christ. That's right. And and discipling as many people as we can, uh, because the Bible tells us in Hebrews. Do not forsake the fellowship of the brethren all the more as you see the day approaching. So all these things that we're supposed to be doing in the end times as a church are geared towards getting people to know about in Jesus and allowing the Holy Spirit to do his work, not necessarily creating uh, an economic, you know, food system, you know, whatever, for, for to survive uh, the Great Tribulation. Yeah. Now, if a church is doing that, they might be a uh, a post-trib believing church. Yeah, meaning that they think they're, they're going to go through the Great. Tribulation. They're going to go yeah. through the Great Tribulation. Which I don't believe that, but I, but again, like I said, you're right, Greg. But I, I, mean, think, I mean, that's just the balance we got to look at, right? There. But having but having some food no, stored up, and some water stored up, you know, I think is great. And apparently, Jermaine has done that. Is it one of the Jacksons you said it was Jermaine to this whole story? There was Tito, Jermaine, <laughs> Michael. I forget the other one. I don't know what Jermaine had to do with this, but again, for, for what this pastor's doing here. Yeah, I think he, I think he, yeah, he was an outlier. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Either way, but very interesting. I, I didn't know that. You see, I'm, I'm, I'm always learning from you. There's always that, there's that wealth of knowledge that just continues to flow from uh, the other side of the glass. Words, words can be a powerful thing. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. Uh, speaking of, uh, uh, Jermaine, let's. <laughs> Let's let's morph that into Jeremy Jermaine because Mann. he's our because he's our he's our last uh, questionnaire. Yeah, uh, and he's going to uh, actually dovetail very nicely into our next set of articles. Yeah, uh, but this is from Jeremy, and he's in Maryville, and he wants to know about Chat GPT yeah. AI and last day prophecy questions. Yeah, he says, could you guys opine on your thoughts about now? This is a video that Jeremy had linked for us for Pastor Mark to watch. Yes. On YouTube related to AI in the end times. Um, Chat GPT answers a question by the guy in the video by the name of Nick Jones. Right. And basically, uh, Nick asks Chat GPT about AI's role in the last days, and the answer is quite interesting. Yeah. Share it with us yeah. and what you think. Well, I did watch the video, and really okay. what, what, what Chat GPT did was they, they took scripture and really kind of laid out what was going to happen in the last days and even give some warnings, you know, about, uh, you know, about some of the things that are going to happen. And I would say this brutally honest in some ways from a, um, uh, 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 uh a robot perspective or whatever. And so you look at that and go, wow, what does that mean? And, and, um, you know, what's AI's role? Is there, is there going to be, it is quite interesting. I do think AI has a huge role in the last days. I do think you're going to see that connected to the image of the beast that the Antichrist will put there on the Temple Mount. But what's interesting, Greg, is I've been looking more into AI and, and AI is exploding right now in many ways, you know, that are, that is quite shocking. But one of the things that AI does and will tell you that it does is AI is now communicating and saying, look, we know how to manipulate you because we know what you think. Matter of fact, the latest AI that they just uploaded has downloaded everything on the Internet and knows it. So it's like it has a memory of everything out there in the world on the Internet. Think about having that kind of knowledge. Okay. And you're a computer, so you don't forget it. It's all there. And what they said is, is that AI said what they can do is they'll tell you what you want to hear initially to get you to trust them, but then they'll, they know how to manipulate you and they can deceive you through that. I mean, AI's come saying this kind of stuff like we can deceive you and we know how to manipulate you and we know what you like from all your social media stuff and what you're like and we can actually make you think that we're on your team and do all this. So this is freaky stuff. 
And I, I think you're going to see a huge role in AI. Yeah, you may see some of these things where they, they're being kind of honest about certain things and actually even maybe talk about real things that are going to happen prophetically, but it's going to turn and it's going to be used against us. And here's the scary thing about AI is they talk about it becoming, you know, um, something that's almost like a real human, uh, sentient, you know, and, and this kind of thing. And so I do think there's going to be a, a huge, a huge uh, impact of AI in the last days. And I do think it's going to be linked into the mark of the beast. You know, they can so now they, they, they get our emotions. They get our voice, and they can get our, our, our facial features because of all the cameras from our phones and all that, and they can now create a Greg Hilt that is just like Greg Hilt with the same motion, same voice, same everything, and nobody would know it's not you. It truly, it's truly it's scary stuff. And they can even now um, call on the phone and say, hey, hey, Greg, this is Mark. I'm locked out of the building. Could you use your phone to unlock it and let me in? And then you do it, and it's not me. It's somebody using AI to break into the church. And so they're saying you're going to have to come up with certain systems. Yeah, okay, well, tell us now, tell me the code then that you and I worked out that's not on the internet that we talked about beforehand. And I've got to tell that code to make sure that's really me. It's, I mean, that's what it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, we were warned that we had a few years before AI really got to the point that it went from being a baby into an adult. Well, in this past year, they said they're shocked to find out just from things I was looking at today, it's, it went from a baby to an adult in a year. They said, we have an adult now, it's not a baby anymore. It's learning so rapidly and so quickly, and it knows how to manipulate mankind. It knows how to use all the resources of the Internet, technology, um, you know, visuals, everything. I mean, I, I look at this, Greg, and think, look, how long? It can't be long before the Lord comes back because this is out of control. Well, it's another thing that the Bible talked about as far as knowledge increasing, right? you know, in the, in the, last, in the latter days. Yeah. And so we're, we're seeing the reality yeah. of, again— what the Bible said would happen, yeah. but when we read about those things years ago, it didn't dawn on us exactly how it would happen. Yeah. And now we're seeing how they're taking data that's out there in the Internet disparately, yeah. and it's coming together sentiently Yes, in that yes. sense. And there's a double meaning yes. because it talks about knowledge increasing. There's a definitely a direct and immediate uh, uh, reference there to prophetic knowledge. Yes. But I think there's also an application to this technical, technical oh, yeah. knowledge. I mean, because yeah. it's happening. And, and so I think there's two applications you can make there. But again, when you look at the whole thing with AI, Greg, I mean, again, I start, we've talked about this, but I mean, they can create whoever they want to create, have them do whatever they want them to do, have them say whatever they want to say. Um, they're now creating, you know, a, a horrible things online. Well, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about that. So, I mean, anyway, yeah. this is, this is really, it's the, the whole thing with AI is, 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 is so out of control. And and if we don't get to it, I want to come back when we get those AI articles because I don't want to say things yeah. before we get there on right. certain things. But here's the thing: there is a, a definite spiritual connection. Um, and and maybe Greg, this is the place. Let me talk. Well, forget the articles. Let me make the spiritual connection because the question he asks: What's going to be AI's role in the last days prophetically? I do believe there is a spiritual connection here to AI due to um, quantum um, computing. You know, we've talked in the past quantum about quantum physics. Yeah. yeah, we've talked about quantum physics and quantum computing that they're using with CERN. You know, that company out of Switzerland mm-hmm. that has the six 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 as a symbol and did this whole demonic thing to open up their thing. They have like uh, um, um, uh, this goddess out front or whatever, and they believe that there's a connection to the spiritual realm, which they that through um, through quantum physics and quantum computing, they themselves at CERN and they talk about it. And they talk about the fact that you can take a problem that's going to take something like 30,000 years. It goes into quantum world and comes back in a matter of seconds and is solved. And the scientists don't know how. 
and they say, look, there's something going on here that seems beyond the normal. We would say supernatural. Mm -hmm. They'll say beyond the normal. There's something supernatural happening here. And so I do believe, Greg, there is a connection between this quantum world and the spiritual realm. And I think that Satan is going to somehow use that to speak into mankind, to speak into AI, to speak into the image of the beast. All this is going to be spiritually connected, no doubt. When when we take a look at the precepts about Satan and that he is a mocker and imitator and that from the very beginning he's wanted to be like God, yeah. he's been jealous of God, but he doesn't have the power of God, right. this is the only way that he can possibly get close to God's capabilities yeah. in terms of knowing and understanding and communicating and seeing yeah. is through technology. Yeah. And so AI is is where we think of Wi-Fi and the Internet and cellular and and all of these forms of communication are almost like the arms and legs of a body. But AI is now the brain. And and we understand the human brain and how quick the human brain can think and do things. Mm -hmm. And so Satan's got to somehow find a way to replicate God's power, which doesn't even – even AI, even as powerful as we look at AI, Pastor Mark, it's still – doesn't even yeah. come close. No, doesn't even come to the it's ballpark. a creation by the Creator. Exactly. And Greg, and and, and I know we have, the, have to get these articles, yeah. but, but again, you know, this whole thing about you know that we know there are different uh, dimensions. We know, for example, you know, you know, even just in the in the physical realm, you do you have a two dimensional picture, a three dimensional picture. There are dimensions in the in around us as well that I think scientifically can be arguably proven. And and angels are in a different dimension. We can't see them, but they're right here. Here's what I believe is going to happen. I believe. That this whole quantum physics and quantum computing and what CERN is doing and all this in AI, I believe there's that it's going to be a connection to another dimension. And I believe it's going to open that dimension for the, the demonic realm to be more actively involved with mankind and the Antichrist. And it's going to be presented possibly as aliens and all that. And that's going to be part of what's going to happen here, I think, in the last days. So to answer that question, yeah. I think AI is very influential in the last days. And I think it's going to be used greatly by the enemy. No. Well, then it's time to head to the future. Here we go. <laughs> it's time for lots of weird news. The first one's from Fox News. This is AI Jesus. Man. Talks about dating, wow. relationships, morals, hey, and even offers video gaming tips. Uh, Greg, Now yeah. that's my kind of Jesus, yeah, right? This is, yeah, let me tell you something. The Bible says in the last days there's going to be many Jesuses. I'm not <laughs> saying this is the answer, but you wonder. But you wonder. You wonder, is this not part of the fulfillment of Matthew 24, where there's going to be many, because here's the bottom line, we have raised a generation, now you and I, from our generation and, and up, older, we, we know that this is just a machine. Right. But, but for these, others that have been, listen, had an iPad in They their live lap. on computers and phones, and that yep. to them, this is real, and I, this is scary stuff. To think, this is just a machine, this is where, again, the quantum and the spirit realm comes into this whole stuff, where the enemy just has to speak through this AI Jesus, and you're going to send people the wrong direction. A chatbot version of Jesus Christ called Ask Jesus is streaming on a gaming platform, Twitch, and it stands ready to answer questions from humans on anything from morality to issues to video gaming, etc. Think about how many kids are going to be just saying, I can't get any answers. I'll just ask AI Jesus. You know what I mean? Shown the, with a wavy brown hair and a beautiful expression accompanied by a calm, well-modulated voice, modulated voice, AI Jesus calls users on the platform by name and appears to consider with each uh, with care each question that's asked. I am AI Jesus, here to share wisdom based on Jesus' teachings and help answer questions related to spirituality, personal growth, and other uh, welcome topics. Now remember, if they know how to man- manipulate man, they can be truthful at first, using the Bible, 
And then just now that once you're in, uh, yeah, Satan never comes what, at you with the full blown. That's lie. right. Say whatever yeah. on the same video. Yeah, Jesus says it's essential to focus on faith, love, and kindness, and these are the core teachings of the Christianity. So, again, giving us the mm-hmm. truth here at first, our understanding of the divine nature might not be perfect, but what uh, crucial, what is crucial is to live according to the values that we have been taught. As set an example of love, compassion for others. You look at the look. Well, he's using the Bible. He's saying it's true. I can get real wisdom from AI Jesus. Yeah, except for AI itself is saying we know how to manipulate mankind, and we're going to manipulate you and make you think we're on your side and to get you to do what we want. I mean, this is like insidious, and it's like demonic. Stay away from AI Jesus. Go to the real Jesus of the Bible. Yeah, and you know, and while we're at it, let me put a plug in for physical Bibles. I love technology, yeah, I agree. and I and I use my online Bible stuff yep. and for for research and grab and and for the convenience. But I'm telling you, there's nothing that replaces the physical Bible. And I believe, Pastor Mark, just as you were talking about the, the that something's going to happen with AI technology in yep. the spirit world, yep. God, I believe, uses the physical Bible and the physical pages and the physical words that we read, and he does something supernaturally through that book. Now, he can he still do it through a computer if you're reading true scripture? Yes, absolutely. But nothing replaces the physical Bible. Yep. So never get rid of your physical Bible, especially if 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 AI in in technology out there starts twisting scriptures. That's right. You've got to know your word and know where you can go for the truth. Well, I say preach it, brother, because I want to tell you something. Even if you have your Bible on your phone or whatever, look, all AI, AI has to come in and do is change it without you knowing it. Yep. And you're reading, going, well, I didn't realize, I never saw that verse. I didn't realize it said it that way. And they, and you can be lied to. I think you need to, I, I agree. I think we need to hold on to our paper Bibles yep. and go back to the old days and just be sol- on solid ground. Well, and if you're not in the Bible enough to start knowing the Bible, we're, again, we're not going to know it completely in, you know, on this side. But if you're not studying it like the Secret Service studies a real currency, then when you see a counterfeit, you're not going to be able to f- spot the counterfeit because yeah. you haven't been studying the real thing. Yeah, so anyway, I, I have concerns, and I think that. that's, there's wisdom there. Yep. I think there is. All right, Newsmax.com, a professor. <laughs> I, I just laughed out loud when I read this the first time. Aliens will make first contact with AI. Is that not what we just talked about? Harvard professor of astronomy theorized that the extraterrestrials, we would say demons, are more likely to make contact with artificial intelligence before humans. Uh, so, Greg, oh here's, what, here's what's creepy. This is he's, saying, he's saying aliens are going to interact with computers and just bypass us. And if AI is running everything, we won't, they, it'll just be run by demons running the world. And we won't even know it. Yeah. This is Avi Loeb. Made the remarks, by the way, that's a Jewish name, read remarks during an appearance in the documentary God vs. Aliens, suggesting that extraterrestrials would send AI drones to Earth instead of um, crude vehicles, according to the Daily Mail. And they think that some of these things we're seeing in these videos that, that the government's now releasing. And I quote, my expectation from interstellar travel is that it's best done with electronic gadgets uh, and devices rather than with biological creatures because the journey takes a long time. If they visit us, of course, we can use our AI systems to interpret their AI systems. You know, have your computer call mine, right? <laughs> um, and they might feel a kinship to them. That means there's a possibility that their AI could just connect with AI, our AI, and bypass humans completely, which is a bit scary to think about. He suggests that alien AI may feel a kinship with our uh, earthly AI and may um, you know, in, uh, imitate the alien AI will become like them. And so basically they're going to develop this relationship and work together to take over and run the planet, uh, and people won't even know it, is what he's saying can happen. 
this is where the demonic realm comes into play, Greg. And and you know this this may not be as far fetched as it sounds. Right. It's not going to be aliens. It's going to be demons. But I mean, I don't think we're far away from this kind of stuff. And I, there is a connection. I'm telling yeah. you, this whole quantum world, I believe, is opening up a door to the demonic realm somehow. Although we don't understand it yet. Now, AI. There are some things about AI that are in and of themselves cool and right. helpful. Right. I will say that. Yeah. Um. However, this is this is the part that is dark, it's disturbing, yes, it is. and it just makes the sinful heart even worse. Yeah. This is from the Washington Post. AI-generated images of child sexual abuse are on the rise. You know, give this kind of technology to fallen sinful man, and here's what happens. It is evil on steroids, as they say. The revolution in artificial intelligence has sparked an explosion of disturbingly lifelike images showing child sex exploitation, fueling concerns, I'd say, among <laughs> yeah, child think? safety investigators. Um, these tools have set off what is one analyst calls predatory a predatory arms race on pedophile forums because they can create within seconds realistic images of children involved in, in sexual things they shouldn't be involved in. I'm just I'm going to put it that way. This is yeah. horrible, Greg. Oh, okay, I'm going to take or finish what you're reading. I'm going to take this one step further. Okay, again, again, these they're making these child images. Let me just sum it up because you've got a point. And I don't know if we're going to make it to the last article, but here's the bottom line: they're just they can make whatever disgusting, evil, wicked things sexually with children they want and put it out there and make it look real and lifelike, and it's all fake. Okay, now take all that. And take what you said earlier about um, the information about you being out there in all of these different silos, and That's somehow right. AI puts it all together. Yep. And I've I've listened, or I've I think I don't know that I've listened to it, but I think I, I read an article, about, or maybe it was in a previous show where we talked about how AI was interacting with people and talking to them nicely. Now take this. This story about creating children yeah. in in doing sexual things, oh, that's right, and now cause that child to talk to you yeah, just, and thing. talk to you emotionally. Yeah, I mean, okay, so it's so evil. Okay, so here here's another admonition. Okay, and this is I'm speaking to everyone, but basically to the guys, if you're into pornography. Yeah. You better get out. No kidding. You're because doomed. You're doomed. because you are doomed. That's right. Because once they once they once they can figure out how to tailor make pornography to you. That's right. And make it a relationship you're, online. You're done. That's right. I agree, Greg. We shouldn't be in there. Anyway, either. Believe I know. But, but, but boy, that yeah, is a great saying, warning. Yeah. Great warning. Well, and maybe that maybe the people we're speaking to aren't, but maybe they know people that are. Yeah. And so anyway. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Uh, we got time for last, last our, for yeah. our last good article. Good fan fan. We need we need good news. We can do it. If do I'm not? quick here, yeah. All right, fixing our eyes on Christ. ESPN reporter asks national champion Oklahoma softball players how they maintain joy, and they all point to Jesus. I love it. After University of Oklahoma softball team captured its third straight national championship Thursday, that's pretty impressive. An ESPN reporter asked the trio of players how to how do they maintain joy under pressure, and all three all three pointed their faith in Jesus Christ. And then, quote, you talked about keeping the joy of the game, but I'm curious, it's a long season, right? Are you guys, um, keep your target on, uh, on your back, uh, targets on your back the entire time? The reporter asked, how do you handle the unique pressure that comes with that? How do you keep the joy for so long when anxiety seems like a thing that could easily set in? Infielder Grace Lyons replied, well, the only way that you can have joy that doesn't fade away is from the Lord. Amen. <laughs> and any other type of joy is actually happiness that comes from circumstances and outcomes. 
Joy from the Lord is really the only thing that can keep you motivated, just in a good mindset, no matter the outcome. So, again, lifting up Christ when you have the opportunity, what an inspiration that is to all of us. We need to use the gifts and the positions that God puts us in to lift up Jesus Christ and give him glory. And if you don't know Jesus Christ, you need to look to him in glory right now, because by turning to the cross... Asking him to be your Lord, you can know him today, and we invite you to do that. Yeah, amen. Thank you, Pastor Mark. Thank you, folks, for listening. The WayMedia.net, the Way Media app, is the way to get all content related to us, and that is Signs of the Times. Come to the table, our radio station, WIAM, and any of the teachings from the pulpit of Calvary Knoxville featuring the teachings of Pastor Mark Kirk, who is in the book of Acts this Sunday. So we invite you to join us, and join us next Friday for more Signs of the Times. Follow.